0: Joining us again today is Francis Ball. Francis, it's nice as always to have you.
1: It's very good always to be with you here.
0: We have a very interesting life study today from chapter 4 of Genesis, Francis. In fact, we're going to see something about the development of human culture. For anyone who hasn't been following along with us in these recent programs, why don't you bring us up to date so that we can see where we've come so far in our study of Genesis?
1: Well, Genesis is really a book of seeds, as Witness Lee has pointed out several times. And the seeds in those first chapters are very, very interesting, especially after the creation of man and then the fall of man. And then we begin to see that there are two lines from the book of Genesis, especially from chapter 4. The thing we're coming to today is to see the result of the second fall of man. The first fall was Adam and Eve disobeying God by partaking of the tree of knowledge instead of the tree of life. And the second fall goes on how that result of that affected their two sons. Today's message is concerning Cain and the effect of the fall in him as a seed that really has a long, long long-lasting result. So today I believe we'll see something concerning sin that came out of the fall.
0: It's interesting, even the concept that there are more than one fall. Let's find out about the second fall of man today as we join Witness Lee for our life study of Genesis.
2: When I was a young Christian, I was trying to argue with God. What was wrong that Adam just ate some fruit, a fruit of a wrong tree. But we all have to... Go on from chapter 3 of Genesis to chapter 4. In chapter 4, you can see all the evil things came out of that little seed. The seed got into the fallen man. And that seed is called by Paul the Apostle in Romans 7, we all know Galatians 2.20 that says it is no more I but Christ lives in me but not many Christians would pay the attention to Romans 7.20 not Galatians 2.20 but Romans 7.20 that says it is no more I but sin that dwells in me, does it. Paul has these two verses, Galatians 2.20 and Romans 7.20. One verse says, It is not I, but Christ. Another verse says, It is not I, but sin. The embodiment of God is Christ, indwelling us. And the embodiment of Satan is sin, that dwells in our And this evil one has injected himself into our being. In Genesis 3, then this seed, this evil one, came out of the fallen man in chapter 4. Firstly, this evil seed came out in a very good way, apparently. But the record of this chapter shows us that this coming out has developed, firstly, into jealousy, secondly, into madness, thirdly, into hatred, fourthly, into killing, and fifthly, into lying to God. Could you imagine a person would dare to lie to God? After Cain killed his brother, Abel, God came to him. God was kind, merciful. God, in a sense, didn't come to judge, to execute anything as death on Cain. Rather, God came in a way to ask Cain, where is your brother? You know, this kind of asking still Opens the door for repentance. But yeah. yeah. so listen to what Cain said. Cain said, I don't know. Where's your brother? I don't know. He killed, yet he didn't know. Isn't this a big lie? Well, no. I tell you, this was in the human race the first lie. And the Lord Jesus in John 8 44 has made it so clear, it was not only Cain lying there, it was also the devil. Cain was wrong with the lie.
0: Francis, this first section shows us that Cain had even a much greater problem than just the act of murder that he committed. And it does seem strong to say, or maybe even difficult for us to say, that the embodiment of Satan as sin resides in man. But if we consider it from a biblical background, and even from our own experience, the example of Cain here does seem to confirm that this, in fact, is our situation, isn't it?
1: Yes, I have to say that it's true that man's fall brought Satan into man. It wasn't just what Cain did in an action. He became the dwelling place of sin, which is the personification of Satan. Satan was personified as sin. Paul points this out in Romans chapter 7, that for sin to dwell in us means that Satan dwells in us. Not only the Bible says this, but also our experience verifies this. i found sometime in my experience that I have a lot of energy to do something that's not necessarily sinful. It's just not of God. If I pick up a newspaper or a secular book to read, I have no problem. I can stay awake. I feel energized. But when I read my Bible and I begin to pray, it's very easy to go to sleep. So I find that I really am weak toward God. This is because sin dwells in me. And that weakens me to the uttermost toward God. Even opposes God. So when we really want to do good, we find evil is present with us. Where did this evil come from? We were born with it ever since the fall of man. So uh, Satan really is the motivator of man's actions when, after he was fallen. And it's not so much what Cain did or even what we do today as though we were the originator and the initiator of it. But we have one dwelling in us who is an enemy of God, who is sin itself dwelling in us. I believe in this also Brother Lee pointed out that Christ is in us. As a regenerated believer, we have Christ in us. And even Paul said, It is no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And we can say the same thing—Christ lives in us. But we have to admit that besides that, we have an evil dwelling in us which is just the very embodiment of Satan himself. So, even though we don't like to hear this, we don't like to recognize this, yet from our own experience we have to say this is true. I found in my own experience that there is a desire in me to do good. I think we all have this. Matter of fact, the Bible says we have this desire created in us to do good, but there's an evil present with us which hinders us, weakens us. We're weak toward God, but we're very strong towards sin. We have to uh, just recognize this is a fact and we have only one way to be delivered. Praise the Lord, there is a remedy. There is a way out. And we will see more of this as we go on. But right now we have to center a little bit on what this fall of man has done to man and what kind of person a fallen person is and what comes out of this fallen man is really exemplified and uh, illustrated by what Cain did. He became jealous. He became mad. He became full of hatred. Eventually he even murdered. And when God checked with him, he even lied. He lied to God. Can you believe it? That a man, a creature of God, would even go so far to be that kind of person. But that's not different than what we are today. It's had its effect through all these years. That seed has grown and grown and grown to produce all kinds of evil things, sometimes in a good cloak, like religion, like a worshiping God according to our own idea, like Cain did, and inventing things to replace God. This is all the negative side. But before I leave this point, uh, if I could, I'd just like to point out the positive side too. It is true that Satan dwells in fallen man, but it's also true that Christ dwells in the regenerated believers. We have to realize that even today that sinful seed remains in our being. All these evil things still remain in us. But those regenerated by the Lord Jesus, we have the promise that the head of the serpent is being crushed by the seed of the woman which is Christ Himself. And He is now living in us. And every day, bit by bit, the head of the serpent is being crushed because it actually happened at the cross of Christ. And it worked out in our experience as we pay attention to this seed of the woman, Christ Himself, who is dwelling in us. So now we must believe that Jesus today is the seed of the woman, bruising the head of the evil one daily hourly, continually, within us. Naturally, we are just sin, not just by what we do, but we were born sinful. So we have only one way to escape, and that is by taking care of the seed of the woman, Christ Himself, who dwells in us.
0: Francis, that was very enlightening, to see that our problem is not just the things that we do, but this evil one that dwells within Mm -hmm. us. Thank the Lord we do have a solution. Let's find out more about that solution as we continue with our life study. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
2: Now, let's go on. Until this point, Cain still didn't repent. But he went on his own way. What was his own way? That was going away from the presence of God. His father was driven out of the Garden of Eden, but he went away from the presence of God. He worshiped God, but eventually he went away from the presence of God. What can worship with that? Don't say, what's wrong as long as we worship God? What's wrong? That will keep you away from God's presence that would keep you away from God's presence. My, isn't this terrible to be a person on this earth without the presence of God? If you are a person not living in the presence of God, you don't have a place to live on this earth. This earth was made only for the people who live in the presence of God. If you don't live in the presence of God, I tell you, no place to live on this earth. You read verse 14. The face of the earth equals to the face of God. If you are not in the presence of God, you do have the conviction that you have nowhere to go. Right. Suppose tonight, one of you do not remain in the presence of God. I believe deep within you, you are a You just have the deep sensation you have nowhere to go. Right. And even to an extent that you will see, my, surely on this earth, there's no place for me. But contrary to this, when you are in the presence of God, every praise is heaven Amen. to you. Amen. Every praise is so good. Amen. Amen. Why people commit suicide? I couldn't believe that anyone who is in the presence of God would commit suicide. No. Never. Never. Who would commit suicide? The one who has lost. God's presence to the uttermost. The real dwelling place is the presence of God. Amen. Amen. During the war, I was put into prison by the Japanese invading army in China. There was a real prison. You had to eat there, you had in the same room the restroom. Everything was there so dirty, so suffering, but the Lord was there with me. And I was in the presence of the Lord. I can never enjoy the Lord's presence that much. At that time, one day, I was in the prison. I was there for certain days, especially one night. I made a thorough deal with the Lord. In my sensation, or to my sensation, the Lord was just In front of me. And my chair just came down. Lord, to go. To go. And that was in prison. And prison became for me the heaven. And I was staying with the Lord in the heaven.
0: Well, that was a very touching testimony by Witness Lee, wasn't it, Francis?
1: Yes, it certainly was.
0: This is a very experiential point, and I think most of us have had the experience of living away from the Lord's presence, and that does cause an emptiness in us. But to live in His presence, that sounds so good, and even when we're there, it's very enjoyable. But how is it possible that this can become our place of actually living continually?
1: Well, this is a big problem in our Christian life, but the testimony that Brother Lee gave us In his part of the message there was uh, really quite touching uh, that he learned to experience the Lord and stay in His presence in such grave circumstances. And I like also what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3 when he spoke about suffering the loss of all things and counting them as refuse, that he might gain Christ and be found in Him. Paul wasn't just concerned about having God's forgiveness and having uh, Christ's redemption so that he wouldn't perish. But his desire was to be kept in the presence of God, to be found in Christ. And I believe many of us have this desire. How can we keep ourselves in the presence of God? Of course, with Cain, he got put out away from the presence of God. He left God. But we have to realize that it is possible for us to abide in the presence of God. But we have to realize where He is. Where is Christ if you want to live with Him? He's in your spirit. You got regenerated in your spirit. And as the spirit, Christ came into your spirit. So actually, all of our living in His presence is just a matter of us remaining where He is in our spirit. Of course, our soul, our mind, emotion, and will still have their fallen traces left in us that need renewing, need transforming. But if we would learn to remain in our spirit by calling on the Lord, by fellowshipping with the saints, by reading the Word, by praying, keep ourselves all the time remaining one with the Lord in our spirit, we can experience this constant abiding in His presence.
0: Thank you, Francis. Let's go back and join Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study.
1: Cain left
2: God's presence. In a sense, Cain said, God, goodbye. See you. <laughs> he went on his own way. The first thing he did to build a city. Firstly, he invented religion. Secondly, he invented city building. Why? Wow was the source of human culture. What was the reason of human culture? The reason of human culture was that man lost God. God, the creator of man, was everything to man. God was man's protection. God was man's supply. God was man's joy, amusement. God was man's defense. God was everything to man. In the garden, man needed to do nothing because God was everything to man. Since man lost God, man lost everything. Man lost protection. Men lost supply, man lost amusement, man lost everything. So man had to invent something. These laws of God forced men to invent human culture. Today the situation following the history is just bigger fuller development of this human culture invented in Genesis chapter 4. Today, the world situation is just in these four things. For man's existence, for man's living, for man's amusement, for man's protection. Why man needs amusement? Because man loses God. God is man's joy. Why people would go to the movie? Why people would go to dancing? Just because they are empty with him. Right. They don't have God as a joy. If you will take Jesus, Amen. Jesus will fill you up. Amen. You will have no capacity for anything else. Amen. The human culture which had no God in it, forced people to do something for themselves. Why? Just because of one reason. Man has lost God. Man has lost God.
0: Francis, this is a profound thought that culture is the result of man's losing God. All the elements of culture are the result of man trying to provide for himself the items that God intended to provide. Mm.
1: Culture was really the invention of Cain. He invented religion first, and then he built up a city. And then he had to look for ways to protect himself, and he had to find ways to entertain himself and to clothe himself. Everything that God wanted to be to him, he had left because he got away from the presence of God. And the result was the development of this culture, as he told us. Now we have to realize how this affects us today. Because uh, a whole culture has been built up in this worldly system and our existence on the earth today. If we are away from the presence of God, we have to find ways to entertain ourselves. We have to find ways to protect ourselves. We have to find ways to live. So This uh, just builds up a culture according to geographically your location and uh, socially what kind of situation you're in, what kind of country you live in. A culture is built up. This culture just replaces all that God intended to be to man. So for us to uh, learn to live by God instead of by, by all of the provisions of our culture means that we get into another source the life of God that has been put in our spirit. And He will replace for us all the things that we tried to build up for ourselves. He will become everything to us. When I was first saved at a young age, I really uh, wanted to serve the Lord. And eventually, I did. After about 19, I did have a desperate desire to serve the Lord. But after 21 years of trying to serve the Lord according to my understanding and my idea and my denominational upbuilding and upbringing, I tried to serve the Lord much according to my own concept. But eventually I found out that I have a spirit, that Christ dwells in my spirit, that He's life and everything to me. And I was able to give up all those other things because I found the reality of Christ living in me.
0: That was good fellowship. Thank you, Francis. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org, free of charge.